Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, everybody. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. It's the Deep End Dynasty Edition Thursday nights. Thanks for watching. We have a pick to make in, I mean, for me, it's the Deep End. I don't know about Adam. <laughs> Maybe this, I, I feel like he's taking it seriously, but I don't know how deep his Deep End is, if you will. So anyway, it's a $1,000 Dynasty startup that has just gotten going today. First round, we are up in pick 10. We did trade in to make a different pick, and apparently Adam has every NFL jersey. <laughs> because it so happens that the player we picked is the jersey he's wearing. So we'll explain that and then make the pick for everybody here. Then talk to Darren Armani, Fantasy Mojo, about some of the things that happened in cutdowns at FFPC over the last couple of weeks. That was interesting. Talk about the offseason with Darren as well tonight. Thanks for being here. This is The Deep End. So why do you have a Kyle Pitts jersey? Like, do you have everybody? Uh, no. Well, so, so the actual story is my the actual story is my buddy went to Atlanta for a game, and I think he had a couple too many beers, and he FaceTimes me from inside the store there, the Falcons store, and he's like, "Hey, yo, you want anything?" And in the background, I just see this beautiful black Pitts jersey, and this is like week two of last year. And I'm just you know. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big tight end. Uh, I'm a big FFPC tight end premium guy. So it's, you know what I can, I'm going to have this Jersey for 10 years at least. So yes, get me, go get me Kyle Pitts. Well, he was our first pick at number five in the FFWC one K dynasty startup. We'll make pick 10 here in a minute. What do you think about trading up? We thought for a minute it was tight end premium. It's not. And you said, hey, look, that's content. We can we can laugh at ourselves, whatever. <laughs> uh, but even though sort of the, the dust settled on that and we were up at five, I felt Pitts was the right pick anyway. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the dust settled. We're like, oh, I think we should probably just stay with Pitts. Yeah, so we – I thought it was tight end premium, you know, when before the draft started. And you're like, let me just double check. And you double checked, I triple checked, and it was, it was not tight end premium. Um, so – you know, but I'm still, I'm super happy with Pitts. He's a guy that we can have, you know, we don't have to worry about the tight end position in dynasty for the next 10 years, hopefully. And dynasty is a situation where like, you can't, you can't really draft rookie tight ends and expect to get anything from them for three years. So like, if you get, if you get stuck in a situation where you don't have a tight end and you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to get one. So I really like, being able to go Kyle Pitts there and uh, and make, making that happen. Chase Taylor Jefferson at one, two, three, then Najee Harris. Then there's uh, the little deep end logo up there. Pitts, CD yeah. Lamb at six, Javante Williams, Brees Hall, Christian McCaffrey, three running backs in a row. So five running backs out of the first nine picks. Dynasty startup. We are up at 10. We've got Darren waiting. You and I have talked all day back and forth about about what to do here at 10 and you know I don't think a trade is really likely it seemed that most of the interest in trades was in the middle of the first round or even earlier but not so much lately so we have discussed you know with some seriousness four different players here I think there are more than that that you know are worth talking about but with what our strategy has been as we've discussed it um, we want to go wide receiver here and again, five or so really good options, but Adam, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to do? Yeah. So we decided to go receiver here and we'll leave, you know, we don't want to give up, give too much away. Again, this is, um, the FFWC. This is their first thousand dollar, um, dynasty league that they've ever offered. And we're in it. We're super excited about it. And thanks to, to Scott and Billy for, inviting us and there's so many good sharks in this room and I don't want to give up give away a lot of our uh you know strategy because we got to 
we still got a wheel and deal. We got all the, you know, this rest of this draft and all these years. So, so we'll just give you like kind of the, the, the tip of the iceberg here, but we decided receiver here. And then we decided to go with, uh, with T Higgins. So we are going to draft T Higgins and Mike, do you want to give him a little bit of kind of why we did that over maybe some other guys? Yeah. What, what I like about it as opposed to a couple of other options is that he is five or six years younger yep. than other obvious names here. And all as is the case with Ty, with Kyle Pitts, I want us to be able to straddle the line between being, if you will, a team thinking about the future and a team trying to win now. And I think with Pitts and Higgins, you're both. Both guys are 22, 23 years old, which is obviously super young. And they're productive right now. They're both. I mean, Higgins, they added Jamar Chase and his numbers went up uh, last right. year. So what you don't have is the number one guy at his position on his team, which I think applies to everybody else who's been picked so far. So there is that. But I want to believe in the in the or I, don't, I was almost going to say the Bengals organization. No, I don't want to believe in the Bengals organization. He's got a couple of years before he gets away at, at the earliest and they've They've gone hard at offensive line. Uh, so I think next year could be a year where um, those numbers go up even again. So yeah. but, and again, a, f- a few really worthy choices there, but uh, T Higgins, welcome to the squad. Yeah, no, I, I like T Higgins' talent, his, his age, like you said, his age is what put him over the top of some of the other players there for us. And you got to start three through three receivers in this. So receiver was the option there. T Higgins was the pick there, his age, his offense. And I think you just broke that all down. Um, Andy's discussed. I think Andy is, is in our draft. I think he's, he's next. He's next. He's got him, him and Austin Martin there are, are teamed up. Listen, whoa is not, <laughs> we were going to take him damn or something right. stronger. Is right. We were going to take T Higgins. He was not going to take T Higgins. So he and Austin are next. And then Greminger and, and Andy and, Austin, again, we could be up again before the show is over if they're oh. all if they're both sort of guys. If, guys, if you're listening, make that happen. Make that happen. Scott said cool. nice pick. Uh, he also thought it was between AJ Brown and Debo. Maybe it was. Maybe, maybe you know. Maybe we're. Maybe we'll trade back up during the show and grab one of those guys. I, I think the the next four picks could all be receivers, and we're still fine if we wanted another one. Yep, exactly. Completely, completely agree. So, all right, Here cool. He is. Here he is, that, Darren Armani. Let's bring in Darren. Darren's been patiently let's, let's waiting. Let's Darren, <laughs> rip on the pick. Rip on the pick, Darren. Well, I'm just I'm looking at Dynasty ADP. Oh, don't do that. Platform, and I see T. Higgins is wide receiver eight. Was that the yeah. third or fourth wide receiver picked in that draft? That's got to be the fourth, right? Fourth. The fourth Chase yeah. Jefferson Lamb. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all pretty close. Um, and, and we pick again in five picks. We, we, we had traded, uh, we, had, well, that these are actually two of our original picks, but we pick again at five. We figured we could get, if we want to go receiver again or whatever, we'll go with, uh, two of those five or whatever. So right. look at that. AJ Brown gone, Mike, um, immediately insta, yeah, insta call AJ Brown. The, the next guys up are AJ Brown, Cooper cup, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf. I don't know. Um, and then T Higgins. So that's, yeah. that's well, the mix that I see, but in a startup for you, Darren, how do you sort of reconcile present versus future? You know, it, it looks like you guys are playing the long game going with the, the age. Um, I, the, the pros versus Joe's dynasty draft. We did, we, I, I guess we played more for, you know, win now and it, it worked out well. Um, we had Adams, Diggs. This was two years ago. Adams, Diggs, Amari Cooper, which was meh. And then uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So, the, I mean, those are guys like, you know, approaching the 30-year-old range. But we're, we're probably still good for another couple years. But um, so. They're, yeah, approaching, that, they're approaching that age now. But when you did it. You know, it, sure. felt, it felt more yeah. like the prime or even early prime in some cases. And I don't know. I'm not sure that that has tipped younger in the case of Higgins and Chase and Jefferson, but it is a, it is a, or Lamb. I mean, the first four receivers to go in this draft are who's the oldest, like 
could even be T Higgins at 23. Could be. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have the, the ages in front of me, but you know, and we, we came within like three points of win the, the league that year that it was kind of painful at the end. That was the game. Diggs blew up. It was Diggs blew up and Devonte Adams went crazy that last week of the season. We almost caught him, but that came down to like some missed field goal or something like that. It was kind of uh, annoying, but um, <laughs> Hey, these things happen. So yeah. Anyway. So but you guys will be fine. What, what did you trade to get that other first round pick? Yeah, I was going to mention that when the board was up, a, th- a three and a four. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I would have to look at a trade calculator or something. I've only, I've only got two dynasty leagues, so you know, it's just enough to keep my finger in the game and keep my finger, you know, on the pulse of what's going on, um, you know, in the dynasty world. But these guys, you know, there's there's dynasty maniacs running around like the, the other guy that they that eric balkman interviewed last week he's got 150 yeah. dynasty leagues like that's crazy i mean yeah. i don't know you got to do that full time that's like it's all year round you know <laughs> right. i think i think austin's around there too um yeah i struggle too with um with with the long game short game because it's i you know and some people go into like we did a uh, mike has a local dynasty league that we did a startup last year and some guy i think leone went in and just played for next year traded everything away got picks mm-hmm. for this year um so this was last year he got picks for this year i've been in a i did a draft sharks um super flex dynasty startup a couple of years ago and kevin english did the same thing traded everything away got picks for the following year so there's so many different strategies you know do we take like you said do we take guys but i think the thing with pits is that's a long game and a short game. He's really good now. He's going to be hopefully really good for a lot for a long time. Um, Higgins is kind of the same thing now. Pitts is is I think the consensus uh, tight end one for dynasty. Um, whereas Higgins, like you said, we took him a little bit ahead of ADP, but um, but I think he is in that tier right right here. Yeah, you'd have to see what what some of the other drafts on that platform look like um, to get a feel for like where Pitts would normally go. Um, sure. But, but yeah, there's guys that's, that's, yeah, there's, there's some guys who just completely punt the first year and then just accumulate first round picks. They basically tank the first year. You know, we see that too. Um, there's what, what sorry, Darren, I was going to say like what Mike Leone did. Leone's kind of like a share. He's sort of a one name. He's recognizable by just his last name, like you with Mojo, <laughs> you know, he's that, that rare yeah. company. <laughs> but he wanted young receivers, Chase, DJ Moore, CD Lamb, and he traded for Brown. So to have those yeah. four guys, I mean, there's there's so much power at receiver. And when you have guys this productive at this young age, and there are, I mean, we've we've named all the names already. Man, that is a great spot to be in when you think about, or at least it seems to be, when you think about running backs and, and their their shelf life. Right now, Darren. Running back, a lot of the guys who would be the top picks in like a redraft at least are on the next, the second contract. You know, I mean, what happened with Henry and McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook and Kamara and Mixon, they all got signed. It was, I think, really surprising after Elliott that they all got new deals with their own teams, but they all did. So they're probably in the, you know, last third of their careers, most of them, but they're on their team. You know, they're going to play and get volume because the investment is there. Yeah, and they got hurt shortly after uh, signing those contracts too. But all of them, pretty much. Can you do? (laughs) Yeah, but that's—I mean—that the the doubters to the idea are out there going. We told you, you know, that's that's one big reason why you don't do it. And maybe the fantasy analytics guys are 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 ahead of uh, you know the the actual NFL GMs and and recognizing the shelf life of you know like you see Zeke going in like in the sixth round right now. I mean, people are just waiting for him to fall off a cliff. Um, So. But yeah. people knew that when they made the deal, <laughs> like people, it didn't, even, it wasn't even an analytics guy. It's like every fantasy, per, like every, I yeah. don't know. There's some That's of these right. NFL. As Jerry uh, Jones wants it. Like, Jerry so Jones. He has his, his pets, right. but I don't know, you know. Yeah, that's right. Everybody, what did, uh, I, somebody said, maybe everybody said it when, like the Mike McCarthy hire, nobody liked that hire. Outside <laughs> of maybe the, the ownership of the Cowboys, like all of us. They live went, in their own you world, you know. They, they're the, they're their own ecosystem, and they don't hear like what's what's going on on the outside. So maybe that's, that's a big point. That's a big point. I know we brought you on to talk about some of your data. And I'm sorry if we're we're dragging this out, but I always said this. In in I've, I've been in Buffalo radio for more than 20 years now, and 
certain GMs have said, and this has always stood out to me, you know, oh, did you hear this criticism? Or did you, the fans are saying this, we would say in interviews, so like to preface questions. And one in particular would say, I can't listen to that. And like on a personal level, I can certainly understand that because it can be very harsh and hard to deal with that criticism. But I think you really need to know what's being said on the outside. I think it's, it has value as long as you can cope with it. So, you know, if I were running one of these teams, I'd want to think that I'd be, I'd have an ear to the fans because those decisions, like what you do, the fans have a lot of power in, in how things are going to go and it can make yeah, it very you want, tough you for want you. to cater to the fan base. They're the ones paying the money. Um, I, I think usually a lot of times th- the point where they start listening is the damage has been done. And, you yeah. know, then it just kind of like snowballs and, you know, but good point. Yeah. So anyway, well, nice pick over there with uh, <laughs> Higgins. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I can't, can't go too too wrong there. All right. So FFPC Dynasty cutdowns were the 31st, midnight on the 31st. And you as the gatekeeper, I've heard you, you describe your role just that way at the expo last year as the gatekeeper for high stakes data. And in particular, FFPC, these cutdowns, what did you see that stood out? I see. Well, the first thing that struck me as interesting was the amount of people who cut players so prematurely to the to the cutdowns. You know, I'll do I'll do like data pools, like sort of intermittently, like I, I capture what things look like at the end of the year. And then like. I, I get things ready for cut down day and I'll just do a couple test runs. And I'm like, man, these people cut a lot of people already. And, you know, one of the, a couple of the, there's some names, like people dropped Tom Brady, hmm. you know, he, he, he ended up being, so I, I captured the numbers. So in super flex leagues, it turns out he ended up cut in 14% of the super flex leagues. 24% in the one QB leagues. Like I can see like in a, in the one QB dynasty leagues, maybe yeah, you had a, a, an embarrassment of riches, a quarterback and, you know, but I mean, a lot of these people, they just cut him Cause I guess they figured he was retired. He was done. And, you know, but like, why even, I don't get it. Like why, unless you're managing like 90 teams and you're like overwhelmed and you just like, you know, for sanity, you just like, I got to like trim some of this fat. Um, but then him and like Lazard was, you know, these things happen sort of later in the, uh, you know, in the spring. And then people had dropped Lazard and, you know, that that's kind of, he's kind of on the fence too. But, um, you know, I, to me, I would just want to hold everything I have until you're forced to, to cut down the 16. Um, so that's like the, the big thing that kind of stood out to me. And I can't get inside the mind. Like you've got all different skill levels i guess of of fantasy player in these leagues because it's 77 dollars up to yeah you know they got their five thousand dollar league but some of these were you know high dollar leagues where they were doing some of this stuff too because whenever i see something weird i'm like oh let me see what kind of league it was hmm. a lot of times it's 77 but then there were some big money leagues too people just kind of jumped the gun a little so yeah i was just looking um it looks like brady was caught in and uh, you give the numbers for both individual i think he was cutting is it twenty percent of leagues he was he was cut in? Is that what I'm seeing off your? Off your uh, yeah, I guess twenty percent across oh, over all of them. Great, yeah. That's then wild. I broke it out between Superflex. Yeah, because last year I didn't break it out. So when you're talking quarterback cuts, you know a lot there'll be the, the percentages will be the lo- lower cut rate for quarterbacks in a Superflex because you want to keep two um, versus yeah. the one QB. You know what I love to go look at too is, is, you know, the guys who were cutting like one league, like, you know, you got like Dalvin cook here was cutting 0.11%. Uh, <laughs> Elijah Mitchell, Leonard Fournette, like what, how did the Dalvin cook thing happen? <laughs> like what league is that? And, and why? Yeah. <laughs> there was, there's uh, Dalvin cook, um, Mike Evans, Elijah oh. Mitchell, Leonard Fournette, I mean, there's and there, there's there's the onesie drops that I question if they're mistakes. Like the people, not, they might not even realize they cut them, right? Because I think the FFP, if it's an obvious like mistake, I think you know FFPC. If you contact them, they'll like put them back on your roster. Absolutely. Right? Uh, I think at one point I saw Cooper Cup was dropped, but then like he was back on the team, so somebody obviously recognized, you know, 
I made a mistake. and must have contacted him and put him back on. But this, you know, the data I ended up with, I waited like a couple days. Like, okay, the dust is settled. This is what it is. Like, these guys aren't on the rosters anymore. Um, so, but those are kind of the outliers. And, and I don't know what the – I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> Two A.J. Dillons. Yeah, a couple A.J. Dillons. And then, like, sometimes I'll even – if I see something weird, I'll reverse engineer. I was like, oh, let me see, like, what the roster was like at the end of the year – Versus like what they have now is like, why did they drop and what is so great on their roster that they needed to drop AJ Dillon? Um, and I, I didn't go back for in that case, but then I saw Dalton Schultz was dropped in five leagues. And uh, what was he tight end three last year? It's like, I don't know. Why would you drop Dalton Schultz? Like, what do you have? That's so outstanding. Right. And I couldn't even explain it. Like I, I went back and it's like, looked at the guy's roster and this guy dropped Dalton Schultz. The only tight end he kept was Noah Fant. But the thing that was nuts was he kept two defenses. This is this is he, he kept two defenses, but cut Dalton Schultz. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? This is a 250 league. So I mean, I don't know. It's like I don't know what's you know what gets in the the minds of these people. So uh, yeah, super super interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I saw your tweet about Kadarius Tony too. He was dropped in one percent of leagues. Uh, I think that was yeah, like I think 10 he dropped in ten. Now I, I thought he was like he's like the golden boy. Like ever since he ran that route, that he like totally faked the guy out and like went off the other <laughs> way. He, that just you know he's been living off that for quite a while. Um, but that seemed like a lot of. I mean, he fits the profile of the guy you would want to you know keep on your squad. But uh, I guess the gotta... the the inverse of like. Brady or these running backs would be Ben Roethlisberger who ended the season on 342 <laughs> rosters in uh, two quarterback formats. And he's still on two. Like there were a couple people. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it wasn't the people who cut Dalvin cook that kept Roethlisberger, but you know, Brady did come back. And so I can, I can respect it depending on your roster, just holding on to the possibility that player changes his mind. It happens. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how, how high he'll go when the rookie drafts start on May 8th in those leagues, like how quick he gets snapped up. Um, maybe he'd be a first rounder. I'm not sure. I'll be interested to see because that's a pretty, I mean, he's going like six, seventh round right now, like in a startup. Yeah. So, I mean, he's pretty valuable, Um, but we'll see. So prepare for mother's day. The the dynasty rookie drafts start May 8th. That's going to be, you better be announced. Take the wife out in the morning because if you got him in multiple leagues. Mom is in a league with me, so I'm safe. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a, that's a good uh, excuse. She held on to Jeremy McNichols. No. Um, yeah. hey, Darren, Darren, real quick, what do you think about – we talked about this like for a couple of weeks now. What do you think about these – Dynasty orphan teams. Are you obviously you're only in two dynasty leagues, but like, do you do you know how these leagues are kind of priced or what the kind of the the decision behind how they get priced and all that type of stuff is? I mean, a lot of them look pretty good to me. I, I don't know. That's a Dave Gerzak question. Like, how do yeah, they? Gonna, we got we got to get Dave Dave on the show. He'll answer all this stuff. For is us. it is it a function of how many days on the market it's been? Like, kind of like a house drops in price depending on how long it's been on the market. Maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah, I think he sets. I think he sets the price immediately at whatever he thinks is is fair, and he's you know done it eight million times, so he kind of knows. And then if it stays out there long enough, like I, like you said, I think he I think he continues to drop it. Okay. I I thought just taking a pretty quick look at it, I thought draft picks were like the biggest, you know, just uh, a observation. But that twenty twenty two draft picks might have been the biggest driver into how those teams were priced. Because like you, Darren, you would look at some of those rosters, like, oh, Josh Allen, that's pretty good. You know, and you'd see two or three good running backs and receivers and tight ends not bereft. You know, hardly any of those teams I looked at had made any moves for 23. If I mm-hmm. if I found a team or two that had extra 23s, I, I might have jumped on it. I, I was tempted, but yeah. uh, the twenty some of those teams that were really hardly discount, hard discounted, you know, like a big drop, uh, they wouldn't have had like a second and a third or something like that. So maybe that was a, a big consideration. I guess it should be. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys, they just trashed those teams and they had, they had like no, they had like, didn't have any picks to like the fifth or sixth round. I mean, they yeah. just, they knew they were leaving. 
Yeah, that's yeah. it. They they, they mortgaged uh, the whole team to, to make a, a, a run. Um, and then you got guys on the other side of the spectrum who intentionally tank. Um, I posted one, the guy who rostered eight, he, no, he, he, after cutdowns, he had six defenses, um, on his team. This is a best ball team. So that those are a little bigger. You get to roster 26 players, but you still got to cut down to 16. Um, and, uh, I was like, man, what, like, what, what did his team look like? And he, he, so he actually ended the year with eight defense. And then I they dug deeper and it's like, well, what did, what, how did he finish? And he like, he was a far and away like in last place um so clearly he was tanking to get the number one pick because in the best ball leagues the uh the seeding of the rookie draft is different than your standard dynasty so in dynasty i think you, you actually play you compete with each other there's there's some system yes the jockey for getting that first pick whereas in the best ball it's purely just reverse order of your finish mm-hmm. so that dude was just tanking it yeah um, so yeah, that was, I, I didn't even realize, like, so that explained it. But that was like, <laughs> I wonder how his league mates felt when he was, you know, t- running with eight <laughs> defense to finish. Right. <laughs> um, hey, I'm looking at the bottom of this um, listener, Darren. You've got the nice uh, numbers of pl- number of players kept at each position kind of broken down. Did you notice anything about, like, the kind of the percentage of positions kept for each kind of – roster here did anything kind of stand out to you um i was kind of surprised that the uh in the the one qb dynasty leagues and uh it was and you can share it if you want and people could take okay. a peek at it yeah at the bottom of that dynasty cut down page like half the teams roster two quarterback they cut down and kept two quarterbacks in the single quarterback league and that, you know that i was surprised it was that high because you know, my impression is people tend to devalue the quarterback um, in those one QB league. So that seemed higher than I thought. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I was, that was the one thing that stood, that stood out to me was that such a large, you know, over half the teams kept, kept two quarterbacks. It's, you know, a lot, I, I even think 11 and a half percent is big for three quarterbacks in a one QB league. Adam, are you yeah. in one of those? I am I in. I'm in one. Uh, I'm in a couple, actually. I I, I'm, I co-own a couple, but I'm in probably two or three one QB leagues. Okay, but even there, you got the outliers like the WTF. Like, why is why do the teams have four, five, six quarterbacks right. taken right. up of sixteen spots? So, um, it, this is just kind of like a high level, you know, the ten thousand foot view of of what's going on. Like, how what. What did the, the dynasty teams look like after cutdowns? Where are people, you know, putting the, the, the capital of their of their roster spots? Um, so and the 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 dark green is is kind of the where the concentration is. So the sweet spot, most people are keeping four or five running backs, um, five or six receivers, and two tight ends, fifty-two percent. Um and then there's a couple people. Yeah, there's just most everybody's just doing one uh, kicker or defense. And then the, th- the numbers just kind of shift a little bit on the two quarterback leagues. Like most of the people there are keeping three quarterbacks. Sure. Um, and they would probably keep more. There just aren't any more, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what, there's nothing worth uh, keeping. Um, probably a few of those guys would like to get their Tom Brady's back, but they're going to have to. Uh, you know, spend some picks to get him back or go somewhere they're else. Have to watch. They're going to have to watch other people draft them and be like, hey, no, I didn't want them. That's got to kill you. When you're in that rookie draft and someone just is just going to scoop them up, that's going to be killer. We wanted to get younger. That's what we wanted yeah. to do on, uh, on my squad. Hey, yeah. Darren, before we let you go, if you don't mind, one question about sort of the, the best ball season so far, that never too early leagues, of course, been very popular I'm always interested to see your reactions. And a lot of those are just like, what happened here? Like a little bit how we're talking uh, tonight. Do you have a couple of thoughts that come to mind about like sort of what you've seen and what has stood out as the most interesting? Um, I saw you talking the other night about the 12 slot, which was interesting <laughs> because I'm, 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 I'm in a 12 spot right now in one of those leagues. And you are, you are at the mercy of, of what people will let you have. 
it kind of sucks. I kind of like the 11 spot where like, you know, you can anticipate what the 12 spots going to do and you can, um, you know, kind of pick based upon that, but 12, you're just, but it's for me, it's going well, but it, I think the concept was for FFPC when they did this league or this tournament, like they're going to cut it off before it's going to end April 28th, like right before the draft starts. And I think what they wanted to do was to like, to, you know, create equity in the player values. But even so there, like I did a draft, I did a ship chasing draft. Like that was maybe the fifth draft um, in that tournament. And I got some, crazy values i got Brees hall in the sixth round i got dalton schultz in the seventh i got albert O in the 18th round that was all like before like the shit hit the fan with free agency so there's still like a disparity of you know values um like people are drafting mvs now maybe in the 10th or 11th round um and even tom brady to go back to him you know he was not being drafted or people were getting him in the 20th round and now he's going in, you know, the fifth, sixth round. So it, there still was an advantage to, to getting in early and you're, you're getting some, some values that you just cannot get now. And it'll be interesting um, to see when we get to the, when, when that tournament gets going and, and teams advance to see, you know, um, where those teams, what time of year those teams drafted from. Right. So if I'm drafting now in those leagues and I recognize that, am I avoiding all those guys necessarily? Am I avoiding anybody who's Brady Alberto that's jumped 10 or so rounds? Well, I think like you still got to get out of your league and it, it might not matter for like that first, you know, trim down of, of the league. But once you advance, then you're going against teams that were created in other leagues so I think you're fine, to, you know, to 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 make it out of your league. But then when it like, you know, everybody starts getting put together, I think that's when um, you might have some super teams in there that you, you just didn't have any possibility of drafting right. if you're drafting at this point. Um, so it, we'll, we'll see how, it, and it depends which players go off. You know, maybe the like last year it was Chase and and Burrow stack that like, you know, and that didn't really well even. Even Jamar Chase, I, I have to go back and look, but he, I think he was going like eighth, ninth round, like earlier, like in the football guys tournament. So, um, yeah, I'll have to. Well, I'll before be doing the NFL fo- draft? No, after the NFL draft, but early yeah. in the summer. Okay. Well, there, there was that period of time where they say oh, he couldn't catch, right? He was dropping right. passes in his, the stripes. his value sunk. The stripes. Um, yeah. So I'll be doing uh, the football guys deep dive. That, that tournament. Um, they start drafting May 1st. So in a couple of weeks, I'll have the data out that looks at, you know, all the ins and outs of uh, how the teams were put together last year. And I, I'll get into like, I'll dissect like the top five teams and take a hard look at who they drafted, who they picked up, when they drafted, what was their draft spot and, and that type of thing. Um, I'm sure we'll probably see Chase Burrow all over those teams, but yeah, so that's coming up too. So that was, I mean, it's still early, but there's like, there's so much going on. It's crazy. Yeah. And that is one of the one thing, all the stuff you're talking about, Darren, is so good. You know, your site, fantasymojo.com, is an absolute must for people who are big into the FFPC, whether it's Dynasty or Best Ball or whatever. You have every piece of data that you could possibly want. Um, and, and all the stuff you're talking about, like looking at these teams, I, correct me if I'm wrong, every draft and every team is on your website somewhere, correct? Once they're, once they're drafted, you can go into each league and look at each team. Yeah. For, uh, Going back to 2010, basically. There you go. <laughs> the, the thing I like the best is, well, I like a lot of stuff, obviously. But a cool thing is, like, you we have the one page where you have, it's all the prize winners. So everybody who came in, for, it's easily indexed. You have to say, who won the football guys tournament? Here's the top 50 teams. I can drill down and, and look at their teams, how they drafted. Um, you know, what did the rosters look at the beginning of the year, the end of the year? Look at the draft board. And I mean, if you go through that exercise last year, you're going to see a lot of hero RB type of, of lineups that that sort of finished uh, up at the top. Um, so but like, you could get lost in there for days. But yeah, tons of data. <laughs> and on the best ball tournament, um, I put the stack explorer for that out uh, earlier this week. So if you want to know how many teams have, you know, Burrow chase, you can go and see that, which. 
as you know, we got, I think we still got like maybe 40 leagues left. Like you can start to dive in. It's like, well, let me try to maybe build something that's a little unique um, across the competition. So that's out there. This, this is a while ago now, but you found that Fields and Mooney was popular, right? Uh, was that early? Like, yeah, there was tons of them. There was like, yeah, that was, that was like a heavy, heavy stack um, that was going on. I, I should do that. I should, that's a good idea. I should go back in now and see what, what are the most popular stacks um, that exist in the tourney. I kind of looked at the ones that were very rare because I was doing some dress, but now that, now that you bring that up, I'll do that too and see like who people may not even realize like they're like, Oh, I got this great stack. And I'm like you and like 50% of the other leagues have the same stack. <laughs> I, I got to think the most interesting, interesting team is Denver. I mean, that has just exploded since that trade and guys that were just, you know, kind of ordinary middle round guys, even down to Tim Patrick at the end of drafts, you know, and Okwebunum too, like you have five, six guys up to, who Hamler that might end up being paired with Wilson now that we know he's there. So that's, right. that's going to be an interesting team to look at. Yeah. People fell into those stacks by accident. They might've drafted, right. you know, Russell before he got traded. And now here they are, you know, with, with something that they didn't uh, expect. So, yeah, I know I have a, I have one underdog team from feels like a hundred years ago. It was probably January where I was doing the whole, you know, Aaron Rodgers to Denver stack and I had Rodgers and Wilson and then all yeah. the Denver receivers. And I lucked into I lucked into <laughs> Russell Wilson going there. It's just one of those one of those funny things. But that's why it's fun to draft early. And 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 yeah, I think stacking now has become such a I don't want to say fad, but like I feel like like Darren, you're gonna do this deep dive on the popular stacks. I just think there's gonna be so many of them. And and it really depends on the way that they line up too, right? Like you get you know, Superflex is a little bit easier to, to, to get your stacks, I think. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when you've, when you've got like, I mean, you know, everyone used to try to get that, that the Holy Grail, like the chief stack, right. And it was hard to get. Well, now I think it, not my homes, you can getting around later than you're used to. So you can really get that stack whenever you want. You're seeing people try to get the Diggs, Allen, Gabe Davis stack now, which, which isn't too hard to get as long as you're willing to take, you know, Allen at the, at the, at the three, four turn, you know? So um, it's, I, I think people have been stacking a lot. Yeah. And that was the popular stack from two years ago. And it, 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 you know, it turns out like if you don't have those stacks, if that's the stack that sort of blows up in the sprint weeks, you know, and you don't have those, you're like on the outside looking in, you're like, you're done because so many other people have it. So I guess in recent times, it's been sort of a, a popular stack, but if something, um, and I remember last year, I was, I was like, I was making comments, like nobody wanted the lion stacks. Like there was like zero Jared Goff and Amon Ra. And everybody's like, who would ever draft that stack? Not that it did anything, but I mean, it turned out like that would, you know, he had a pretty good season. So yep. um, if you're doing tons of teams, maybe diversify and look and see like, well, you know, not too many people have this particular stack and just try and, you know, diversify a little bit that way too. But you never know. Right. So we'll see. Superflex, those stacks choose you almost if you draft late. You know, yeah. you're getting the ninth or tenth quarterback in the first round, and then you got to figure out what to do about it. Philadelphia yeah. is interesting, uh, like you said about your site, and it's very true. We could go on all night. But let's not. Darren, you're our guest. We hope to see you in Canton, will we? I will be there. Um Flag football, Darren? You getting in a flag football flag game football. or what? I don't know about the flag football. I'll probably be drinking. I plan on, on being entertained for the flag football. I'll be there for the poker tournament. Good. Um, We're playing too. Me too. I just want to enjoy myself this year. Last year I did that presentation and it was like work. So I want to I want to have a more casual experience this year. So there you go. I'm glad yeah. to hear you'll be there. Excellent. Thank you for tonight, Darren. All right, guys. Good talking to you. Thanks so much, Darren. All right. See you. Bye bye. The King's Classic belt, of course, is going to be in Canton. He's got to try to take down another King's Classic. That's right. It's How do we get in that? To win. Uh, I think it's invite only, Mike, and we're That's not right. apparently. Right. Same question. Follow-up question. Same question. How do we get in that? The deep end invited. isn't deep enough. So, um, But, yeah, I don't know if you caught the – first of all, great job to Darren. I love – he's – I've been – I've been, uh, you know uh, – subscriber to that site for from the beginning i feel like with him and his site is so good fantasymojo.com absolute must he knows uh, he knows he knows everything he's like the godfather we 
we, we got to get him on like once a month uh, just to recap every, all the information that, that he has, but such, su- such good stuff. So AJ Brown went snap call right after T snap call. And looks like there will not be time for us to pick again tonight because the team at the end is not. Uh, yeah. Come on, Theo. What are you doing? He's, he's probably doing a podcast right now somewhere. Isn't either, everybody? The goat. That's right. The goat district's on right now. So uh, that, you're on that, with somebody. You're like, am I the host? Am I the guest? What is? I forget, but, <laughs> what are we doing? What are, what are the colors? Maybe the colors will tell me. What are we doing? Uh, do do we want to talk? My show. Imprinting? Do you want to talk? Well, I learned a new word today. Imprinting. Let's definitely end here. Um, Adam and I are teammates in that FFWC 1K startup. And as I've brought up many times, we've talked about it. Trades, to me, they are really like an art form. You are trying, like in like being in sales or something, which I was never good at. Trying to get somebody to sign on the line, which is dotted. And sometimes that's easy. They walk in and they say here, and sometimes it is not. And then you have to weigh so many different things. You know, we talked to Scott Connor, who is, I, I, I ran it down when Scott was on talking about dynasty trades on the show. Who is the other person? Do you know them? What is their style? Do they respond to a text or an email or a phone call or a face-to-face? I had that story about meeting the guy face-to-face that night. And the trade he never wanted to make, he made just like that because he was there and he could look at you in the eye. So many different variables. So some of these guys in this new league, Adam, we know, and some we don't. And in one case today, one team was very late to get to work on it. They had different real life going on. And then it was only a few minutes left in their pick before they had to pick somebody. And David, oh, sorry, I bumped in the microphone. Uh, David, one of the members there, just started. I think he started to scramble. Like we got to, we got to figure out, try to get a trade done here or something. Yep. Give it our best shot. And so I was on the air, and I was not at a place where I could really be responsive. I was trying to respond to you, but I couldn't really respond to him, which is what I would like to do. So it played out. We did not make the trade, and I just wanted to email him and say, "Look, it's all right. I didn't you know respond firsthand? Maybe my partner did." But uh, thank you. You know, you always got to be polite. You just can't. Don't be stupid about it. Always just assume the person, you know, is has good intentions. Well, yeah, you, you can't burn bridges in the first round of, no. the, of, the, of the first. Why, why would you want to just to try to prove how smart you are? Like, right. just come on, just right. be nice about it. So they got right back to me. He's like, oh, thank you. You know, no problem. And maybe we'll do another deal. I showed you the email because it was really meant for both of us, I think as we're partners in this and Adam comes right back at me with one word imprinting. (laughs) And I almost went on the air to ask bulldog and and my guys, like, what does this mean? But they text you already first. What does it mean? So what does, what did you mean? Imprinting? Yeah. So like imprinting, it's like when like, you know, I, I I Googled it because I I could see it in my head. It's like when two things, normally it's like in like the animal kingdom, like a baby comes out and like, there, it's this first time that we meet and we they imprinted and it was a great experience. It's a bond. It was a bond that you that you made with David, and that's the bond's never gonna go away. You will always <laughs> imprint it on each other. Now deals are gonna flow, everything's gonna be smooth. It's a great experience. I'm happy you two were able to, to, to do that. Hopefully we can meet you can guys can meet and uh and share it to That's together. make a like deal a couple of, like a couple of bear cubs <laughs> like a couple of bear cubs. hilarious imprint exactly exactly so <laughs> people you want to imprint in these dynasty <laughs> leagues you want to build these these relationships uh for sure because oh so i saw on your show you guys were imprinting <laughs> so what did that amount to oh we made a trade for pat Fryermuth because of it <laughs> there you go that's listen <laughs> that's what's what it takes that's what it takes <laughs> Hey, before before we go real quick, we got we got a question. I accidentally deleted it, and I wanted to I wanted to bring it up. Someone is um, trying to accumulate twenty twenty three first round picks in Dynasty. They have twenty five Dynasty teams. We all are. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Um, and they want to trade some twenty twenty two one hundred seven through one twelves for some twenty twenty three firsts. Uh, but they're not sure what to pair them with. This is kind of you're you're good at like pairing. You're the 
You know, you're the foodie, you're the wine steak, like perfect combination guy. I'm going upstairs uh, to, to cook a ribeye when we're done. There, the wine there is you on go. the board. That's right. A bone in ribeye. So like, what do you think are some things that maybe he can pair with some 2022s? I don't even know if you have to pair anything. But well, that's important right there. In a normal year, I don't think you ever would. You would never have to. Your two this year is worth that one next year. But a lot of people have sort of figured out next year is where you want to be. Even if it doesn't come to fruition, the fact that the market is already steered there this year is all that matters. So this year you seem to have to go one for one, a first for a first. And that's, again, like just in a vacuum, that's not a deal you want to make. But people love next year. So if your goal is what this person's goal is, and thank you for the question, then you're going to have to do that. Do you add to it? There's no such thing as right price. There's your price. And if you want that bad enough, you can throw in a third. You can throw in a fourth receiver or a third running back, you know, whatever that person needs. And you work it out. Like, this is important to me. I'll make – people are afraid to make an offer that they think will make them look bad to the rest of the group. But what you can actually be doing is sort of dictating to the rest of the group. Like, this is the new price. This is the new standard. So I wouldn't be too afraid to do it. If you have wide receiver 50 – on your bench and you're good there and you have a good pick, you know, already, or some other path to a winning team, you can afford to trade that. What, what do you want? What you want is the 23. So this year you have to be willing to spend more. It's almost gotten, you know, to the point where like, I don't even try because I feel like in most leagues I'm in, everybody knows the 23s are coveted and they're protecting them. They've heard, you know, that they should do that. It doesn't have to be right, like I said, but that's sort of the the present day situation. And so I've I've kind of softened on that. I mean, Scott is out there, or he was a couple of weeks ago when he joined us, sort of pushing in that direction. And this this viewer wants to do the same thing. I mean, that it it's it's what's happening. But yeah. there's no there's no exact right price in a normal year. The two for the one, the three for the two should get you there. This year is obviously different, so you got to be uh, you got to get creative. Yeah, I think my greatest fear when in tra- in trading, you know, away picks for next year is is I want to find a team that isn't that I don't think is going to do very good this year because I want their better pick next year. Um, so, but then it's hard too in the in the FFPC, for example, you have to win that number one overall pick. You know, in a certain like we we Darren mentioned this, not in every league, like not in my, every league. No. Is it because of the price point or it's because of it's whether it's best ball or not, whether it's best ball. Yep. Yeah. So if it's, it's not best ball, then you have to win it. And what's interesting too, is Dave Dave's on it. Gerzak's on it. He will make sure that you are trying to win those. Games. He makes sure that those lineups are good. Like, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. He must have spies all over the place. Cause I don't know how we can look at every single, uh, you know, every single league, but he makes, he makes sure the people are on it. So, Jalen Waddle, DeAndre Swift. Oh, that happened? That happened. Oh. All right. Is Austin up? Austin's up. If if Austin picks in the next five seconds, we're picking online, but I don't think he's going to. Waddle and Swift. I, kinda, I mean, they're I both know. fine, but we were not close to either of them. Can we say that? We didn't say that, but we can't we can now, you know. I mean, they're they're both fine. They're both fine. I'm not being disparaging. It's not, um, yeah. Or what we, like, of course, but um, what they are that is in kind with what we're doing is they're both very young. Yeah, very young. Waddle, I know that the Goat District guys love, love Jalen Waddle. I'm not, I'm not on the same page. I mean, those guys are the best, but I'm not on the same page with that. I find so much stock in the quarterback. Now, again, two of them might be gone after the, after this year. Maybe they get a huge upgrade or whatever, but, and I think Tyreek Hill really does. I mean, really does hinder him but again it's dynasty super young he looked really really good um fine yeah those you they, they got those guys at, at adp so fine you know so swift, yeah so swift was the running back right i mean correct. he was, swift, the, running back was the running back if we were going to take one yeah yeah totally waddle waddle is good and he's probably maybe a little bit like higgins year two i mean not exactly but he's probably got a lot more in him waddle but now Tyreek Hill is sort of in the way. I, I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. This, that's how I want to – that's what we're doing. That's how I want to build these things. And 
you try not to leave yourself exposed with players that are older that can really help you win because you know it's a lot of money to win <laughs> it'd be right. good to win yeah you know so you don't have to play for the long term but no so interesting listen. so, so we, you hey, go, sorry go go ahead i was gonna say when we picked higgins andy and austin were right there with aj brown yes and that was our other it was between him and aj brown for for me yeah me too yeah so all right well listen you go cook that steak and we'll and we'll uh and we'll discuss the pick. Oh, I'm sure wow. we'll be on I'm sure we'll be on the clock tonight. Thirty-three percent chance we'll get who we want here. And uh thirty-three <laughs> percent. Yeah. We'll be wearing the jersey tomorrow. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see. But I have three or four football jerseys that are not in frames, and no, none of those guys. One is dead. None of those guys is gonna be on the board here. See that water? See that water isn't on the board. One yet. was the Bills punter in Super Bowl 25 who was deceased. One is Jim Otto. He's de- he's deceased? Rick Tootin, yeah. Oh, I thought when was Tootin, more? Tootin. When did more take over punting there? Later on, he was in Super Bowls, maybe the next 3, but not in Super Bowl 25. That was Rick Bootin Tootin. Oh my gosh. Look at this look at this content. The Bills punter I know. for Bowl 25. So I have a game-worn jersey of his that I just bought at auction. I love it, but I can't I can't actually wear it. Maybe <laughs> one time I'll squeeze into it just for, for you. There, there you go. Uh, Jim Otto, my friend Tony bought me, Jim Otto, the Raiders. My favorite all-time sports jersey is Otto. The white with the silver numbers and the name all the way across the back. O-T-T-O. <laughs> Four like letters. The, the point of it was make sure it went shoulder to shoulder. Yep. Jay Otto, by the way, the absolute best, the <laughs> coolest NFL jersey of all time. I'll get it autographed. Obviously. Then uh, I have a Jim Zorn practice jersey because he was my favorite player as a kid because my mom is left-handed and Zorn was left-handed, so I, he was the quarterback I was drawn to. Makes sense. And then a couple others in frames. Thurman Thomas, who's a friend, and then, I don't know, more baseball. But uh, Wait, Thur- you're, starting to make a, you're making a statement here. Thurman, if you're listening, you're welcome on the show anytime. Friend of the show, come on. You know, fantasy. I'll ask. You gotta, you can't, you gotta go sort of careful with him. And Does he I don't play know fantasy him. football, Mike? I have no idea. It's not right. what we talk about. Let's get him I, in. I don't. We're not like super close, but I've, <laughs> I've known him a long time. You know, sure. just sort of professionally. Yeah, we yeah. had dinner okay. once. You know, so I, I really like Thurman. Um. Yeah, so are we up or no? Not yet. We're going. Uh, you're drawing. Show, no. Show's over. Show, show, show's over. Thanks, folks. Tonight was fun. Thanks, Darren Armani. Next week. So Tuesday, Thursday again. Tuesday, high stakes. Thursday, dynasty. To th- this league is both. Yes. Uh, we have somebody for next Thursday, yeah, don't for we? For dynasty, yep. We have the DLF, dynasty, um, league dynasty league football. Some, someone will be coming on from there. Good. Uh, and we'll talk all about uh, ADP and how we maybe screwed it up with T. Higgins on the ADP here. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a chance I was willing to take. So I'm glad. I we love it. it. No, I like it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Adam. See you next week. See you guys.